0: Well, we haven't had a lot of snowmobiling uh, lately because of the mild trend. Uh, that might change. A little snow coming today. Uh, however, uh, a lot of you have been ice fishing. Some of you thinking perhaps maybe to get out and enjoy some fresh air. Go ice fishing this weekend. And you got to be mindful of the thickness of ice still. We've had that mild trend uh for the last month and a half here and jason madity is with getfishing.ca joins me now good morning jay
1: happy friday greg
0: hey same to you welcome back i'll bet the recent milder weather and lack of moisture uh has got this ice season uh, this ice fishing season off to a, a bit of a stranger start wouldn't
1: it yeah you know, well it's been very different i mean it, it's it's there's a few ironies uh, extremely mild weather has has kicked up for us the a lot of folks think that There isn't fishable ice, you know, that you can at least walk on. And the walking and the skating on some lakes have been excellent, Greg, because there's been no snow. And because there wasn't any snow while this was freezing, you've got that nice, clear black ice, the strongest type of ice you can get on in a lot of areas on the lake. So... From that perspective, travel's really good. You know, The challenge is that because it hasn't been getting you know super cold at night, the ice formation has been very, very slow compared to a normal year. So that means it's just not as thick as it would normally be at the beginning of January.
0: Through your ice fishing travels, have you seen it? Has someone driven too far, gone through the ice?
1: There was a gentleman who uh, put a side-by-side quad through near Regina Beach uh, last week. I think it was always some dodgy areas. There's ice heaves and ridges where two sheets of ice will come together and then they'll push up on each other then they'll pull apart from each other what's interesting is this year you can see all that stuff because there is no snow if you are doing any ice travel you're doing it with your feet realize that the ice is never safe where i go to go fishing i check it i measure it i've got one of those ice ladles that pulls the slush out of the hole i've got inch markers stamped on on the the handle So I could just hook it under the ice and get an immediate reading of how thick it is. So that's what I do every time I go out. You still want to check that ice when you go out because it's always an unpredictable surface.
0: We do see some colder temperatures next week to assist in that uh, ice thickening up here. Jason Matany, getfishing.ca is where you want to go for all the uh, fishing information. Is there an actual website, maybe even on your own website, to check provincially thickness of ice?
1: What we do is, well, when you go to get your license, uh, we'll just send you to saskatchewan.ca slash fishing. Uh, We also do it through our Facebook page on getfishing.ca. That's where you have to go buy your license and read up on the regulations. They have a beautiful ice chart right there on the certain thicknesses of ice, like 4 inches or 10 centimeters is for walking. When you get a good consistent 20 centimeters, you can start adding things like quads and maybe light snow machines. And then once you are in excess of a consistent 30 centimeters or a foot of ice, then you can start thinking about some heavier type of uh, machines.
0: Got it. Jason Mattity, getfishing.ca. How has the lack of moisture affected ice fishing?
1: Well, you know, here's the the irony. People go, there's not enough ice because it hasn't been cold. That's true. However, because there hasn't been any precipitation or snow on top of that ice to insulate it, anytime we do get, you know, those double-digit lows, minus 10 or lower, you are building ice. Whereas if we had... Six inches or you know 10 centimeters whatever 15 centimeters of snow on top of that ice it'd have to get that much colder to penetrate and build ice because it would be insulating it so from an ice perspective it actually builds better when there's no snow but at this point the only time as an angler we really get concerned about not having enough precipitation is when it comes to late season march and april and the reason is because we need runoff for the perch, the pike, and the walleye to get in a good spawn, to make new fish, which is why the season's closed in April. If we don't get any runoff, Greg, that's not good for the next generation of baby fish coming up because they need to have that flowing water, especially perch and pike. It's really critical for them to have floodwaters to boost the edge of the lake up and and get in there so they can make more fish for us for years to come.
0: I'm almost out of time, so uh, where should I go ice fishing this weekend?
1: Well, you know, I always recommend, uh, you know, Buffalo Pound for good reason, because the perch fishing has been off the charts there. You literally can walk anywhere out on that lake and punch a hole and catch a perch. So that's what I'd recommend, especially for the first timer. The big lake last month was really good before Christmas, but it's starting to tail off, which is sort of typical. It goes to sleep in January. But the Coppell Lakes are still doing pretty good, too, with lots of walleye being caught out there and some really nice pike, too.
0: Jason Matity, I thank you for your time, man.
1: Thank you. Oh,
2: the weather outside
0: is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. It's really not that frightful. And since
2: we've no place to go, let
0: it snow. Not really frightful snow. yet. No, but we do uh, want it to snow eventually. It just hasn't happened. At this very moment, so yes, as you're commuting to work or dropping the kids off at school, you're still passing mostly bare lawns and pastures. But I uh, I did hear that north of Saskatoon, northwest, towards the Battlefords, it's snowing there now. That's probably uh, where most of the snowfall is going to uh, go flying. But uh, joining me now, Kevin Martell from the 980C Jammy Newsroom. We got about an inch and a half, give or take, uh, coming eventually here.
3: Yeah, we just looked out the window just like a little bit ago and it looked like it was starting to snow. Like, oh, here we go a little bit early. And then it stopped. And at last look, it was just, again, just kind of ready to go. But Environment Canada says about 9 this morning That's yeah. when it should pick up. But well, yeah, 4 centimeters in the high end. Way to
0: reveal how we check on whether or not it's snowing. <laughs> like everyone <laughs> <window> else. <laughs> look weather. Look out the window. Uh, yeah, but it is uh, going to certainly be a change next week. Uh, snow, I don't even mind the, the snow coming. We need snow, but... Did you see the temperatures next week? Midweek, minus twenty-one to minus twenty-five for daytime highs. Overnight lows near minus thirty. Kevin, that's going to be a huge adjustment. Hello,
3: winter, my old friend. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Especially that first like real cold snap of the season always feels a lot worse to to start us off. Right? It's the whole analogy of you know the first time it snows, drivers forget how to drive, and then you know the by the fourth or fifth time it snows, hopefully you know we've kind of reminded ourselves how do we drive on Saskatchewan roads in the winter. Well, look,
0: when we look at the headlines here this morning, I think we ended the new year uh, last year with an ATM theft in rural Saskatchewan, and we're starting out the new year with another one, are we? We are.
3: uh, New information from police. This is a common scene over the last, what, three weeks, not even in the last month we've had now three ATMs stolen in rural Saskatchewan and very similar incidents in all of these where... Police say in some form a, a vehicle or in one case, remember a tractor was stolen, but in this new case in Paradise Hill, so that's about maybe 40 minutes or so away from Lloyd Minster to the Northeast, a truck was used to back into a business. The ATM was taken. Now, in this case, the ATM was actually found in Alberta and the cash was empty now, they do have four suspects in mind, but you take a look at the communities that have been hit over the, the last while. Shonovan, Burstall, uh, Etonia was in there from within the last year, I think from July, all on the western side of the province. You could almost draw a straight line I think about uh, crime movies and things where, you know, the Oh, you really sound like Columbo right have, now, coming they, to They have it on the big board, right, <laughs> and they have a string drawing all the— But you take a look at it, and that's what we did this morning yeah. in the newsroom. We kind of plotted some of these ones in almost a straight line, so— Interesting.
0: Kevin Martel plotting (laughs) to solve the mystery. Part-time investigator. (laughs) All right, Colombo, it's 6.55 now. And what about Viterra? Is today the day we're going to find out whether or not there's going to be a strike there?
3: We should. Strike notice was given a couple days ago, and it was set to— this was 72-hour strike notice. And if you you are watching the clock, yeah, today, this afternoon, workers could be off the job. Now, it could be a strike— But it could also be a lockout because, remember, the last couple of days they've had mediation. And Viterra had said if nothing really came out of mediation, then they would consider locking workers out. So, you know, there are a few hundred in Saskatchewan who could be off the job. Farmers right now are facing a lot of struggles with, again, just not getting enough snow, moisture. Could this impact them if workers are off the job for any extended period of time? And finally,
0: Kevin, something that has really caught your interest. This is big. Well, no, I don't think it is. <laughs> but, but clearly you do. Bird it could be is big. the word.
3: <laughs> it could be big. It could be small. Yeah, the <laughs> official bird of Regina. Is going to be unveiled a little bit later this morning. So Greg.
0: They, people voted the, on this. The tension. Yeah, Do you know the,
3: the birds that were in the the, the final? Yeah, there's vote? there are six finalists, and uh, yeah, we're talking about the Canada goose. I don't think that'll be a surprise to a lot of people. American pelican. If you've been around with Scanna lake you'll see both of those animals yeah, in abundance.
0: The word American should disqualify that bird immediately. Well,
3: and it's funny because I was thinking like Canada goose, American pelican it would only make sense for the cat. <laughs> but it's what you voted on. They have a couple other uh, birds in there the too. What about the lowly bat in
0: Saskatchewan? <laughs> was that nominated at all? Because there are a lot of bats in this province. They get no respect. Well, it's not a bird, is it? Oh, that's a bird it has wings <laughs> a marsupial okay fine so if you were to pick a bird for the province you know what I'd pick a budgie because growing up, it seemed like m- my house, we had one. All my friends had budgie birds. They were all the rage. I wonder if they still are. Do I don't you know really- anyone with a budgie bird right now in
3: I'd, that age. You know, I don't really know, but I remember as a kid, yeah, the same thing. It, yeah. I, I read something recently where it, it's kind of the joke where as you get older, you seem to be more into birds. When you're younger, you don't really pay attention, but that's like one of the signs of. Getting a little older is. Hey, now I'm recognizing. Hey, that's a sparrow, and that's a whatever. That is true, but
0: you can't have a budgie, I guess, because you know newspapers are online now, so there's nothing to line the birdcage anymore. (laughs) Budgies are out, out of style. Thank you, Kevin Bartel. the weekend is here again it uh came a little quicker as it was a short work week for many and it's the first weekend of the new year might not be as hectic as the holidays were the last couple of weekends here as a slower pace starts to creep back into our habits and we will be hibernating i think uh next week as the colder weather returns slower pace for some i know uh if you have kids you're always on the go there's Big ringette tournament on over at the Cooperator Center. The Pats host the Blades tonight. That'll be a good one. League-leading Blades are in town. And they load it up as they uh, are going after the Memorial Cup in a great big way. If you made any New Year's resolutions and you've been putting them off, well, maybe this is the weekend you start. Weather's going to be conducive enough to uh, still get out, get some fresh air, go for a hike maybe. Some ice fishing coming up later on. Jason Madity tells us, where the best uh, fishing is right now when it comes to ice fishing. It's going to be reasonably mild to get outdoorsy. And uh, I know uh, some people just like to start the new year with a deep clean of the house. Maybe that's what's in store for you today. Or you're celebrating Ukrainian Christmas. Yes, it's a little unusual for Ukrainian Christmas because many chose to celebrate back on uh, the 25th due to the Russian heritage of having it two weeks later, but that is ongoing here. And, of course, if you have a real Christmas tree, you still have time, not Sunday, but tomorrow, today or tomorrow, you could uh, take it to the uh, disposal yard there next to the dump. You have till the end of the month to do that. And I mentioned how uh, Prairie Valley School went back yesterday. Some parents, ah, exhaling a little easier, knowing the, the kids are back in school, but uh, here in the city, it's back to the books on Monday. And that'll be weird again next week, right? Bundling up the kids and the, the little ones in their snowsuits, mitts, scarves. It's it's going to uh, be our first major cold snap next week. Midweek, minus 25-ish. Lows again, plug-in weather. Speaking of New Year's resolutions, I, I do not make them. But I do try very hard to make use of this Peloton I bought a couple of years ago. And uh, I've been doing pretty good. Every day I'm on the Peloton for a while there. And I thought this was funny. A movie director, Christopher Nolan, found a critic in one of the most random of people, his Peloton instructor. Now, to refresh your memory, Nolan is the guy behind the Dark Knight trilogy. He uh, made Dunkirk, Inception, and most recently Oppenheimer, of course. So basically, Nolan said he was quote dying mid-cycle on his peloton when the instructor he was watching started talking and dissing one of his films, *Tenet*. And boy, did she hate it! This song is from the soundtrack of a movie called *Tenet*. Anybody see this? Did anybody see this besides me? Because I need a manual. Someone's got to explain this. Yeah, I'm not kidding.
1: What the was going on in that movie? Do you understand? Seriously, you need to be a neuroscientist to understand. And that's two and a half hours of my life that I want back. I want it back.
0: (laughs) The movie she so hated was directed by the guy sitting there on the Peloton in her class, Christopher Nolan, who said, quote, when a film critic takes and hates your film, he doesn't ask you to work out. (laughs) Nolan has politely said he'd be happy if uh, the Peloton instructor kept her film reviews to herself during workouts at least she has since used social media to post an I'm sorry and inviting him back and she said I saw Oppenheimer not once but twice and I absolutely loved it (laughs) that would be simply weird though if you're a movie director and just minding your own business working out but nope trashing your movie I'm curious if uh, anyone in your household has a Stanley cup obsession. I'm not talking about the Stanley cup from the NHL, the Stanley cups. They're all the rage. Apparently it might've been the number one gift of Christmas. And just yesterday, all the Starbucks and target stores launched the Valentine's day pink model. People lined up like it was an electronic store on black Friday and camped out all night. And when they got inside chaos, in fact, there's one where this guy jumps over the counter to steal him from behind the counter, and people tackle get him. Get him!
1: Get him! Stop him! Stop him! Stop him! Look at
0: this. is insane. Look at this. The Stanley Cups are like 40 ounces, the big plastic straw. They're ginormous, they're colorful, and they're all being collected. In my household, I've got three or four, because my girls are obsessed with them too. And joining me now is Evan Bray. From the Evan Bray Show. Do you have a Stanley Cup that you I do hold? not. I do My father-in-law has one. He's a trendsetter, clearly,
2: but I don't have one.
0: <laughs> it's crazy. Like, Stanley has been around for 100 years, but a few years ago, the guy that reinvented Crocs, which we all thought were gone for good, and now oh, look no. how popular they are. He reinvented the Stanleys, and uh, a lot of Instagrammers, influencers saw the pretty colors, and that's how it blew up. They went from $73 million a year to $750 million this year of 2023, this last year. Uh, It's crazy. It's Uh, an obsession for sure. And it's kind of, it's
2: taken over from Yetis. Yetis were the big cup, it seemed like, for uh, forever, but Stanleys
0: are big. Well, and remember collecting cups, uh, if you will, take me uh, with you as I go back (laughs) to the 80s. I I remember collecting uh, Muppet cups from McDonald's because there was a Muppet, I think it was the Muppet keeper who was being promoted. And you could Ah. get all these collectors. Of course- we would later find out they were all hand-painted with lead paint, and as you watched him over the years. <laughs> so typical of the 70s and 80s. Yeah, but, but collector's cups, did you ever have any? Because yeah, I know you were a collector. For
2: sure. We actually had a couple of different ones. I remember mom and dad getting these glass they were, I think they were from Esso, but they were for the Olympics. Oh yeah. So there was a set yeah, of, there you know, you fill up Olympic your car books, yeah. and you could buy the, so I think we had a set of four of those. I also remember 7-Eleven had NHL players featured on their Slurpee cups. So, you know, you
0: get the Joe right. Sackick
2: or get the Wayne Gretzky or whatever. Yeah. So I had some of those kicking around for a while.
0: Well, and, uh, there's a fascination too, with, uh, collecting just about everything these days, but these Stanley cups are literally the hottest thing going right now. Hey, I wanted to ask you, Crime Stoppers revealed uh, a bunch of information to us yesterday. 770 tips, 25 led to cash rewards, but only nine of those rewards were claimed. Mm-hmm. A- and with your past in the police uh, world, why do they go unclaimed? Yeah,
2: it's very common. It's very common that people will call in a tip, get a reward, and... But not come in and claim it, and, I, and they're told
0: obviously. Oh, so for
2: sure. In fact, they're reminded that 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 it's there. But there's probably various reasons for it. But a lot of them say, "I'm not calling in for the money. I'm calling in because I want this person held accountable, or I yeah. want this crime solved." So, yeah, I, th- I think the success story of Crime Stoppers is the number of tips has gone up exponentially over the years. Yeah. We get tips multiple times ev- every day yeah. coming in from Crime Stoppers, and that's the that's the success for sure.
0: Yeah, I was surprised that many went unclaimed, but you're- You're right. There are some just great citizens that just want to, yeah, uh, absolutely assist where they can for sure. Okay, so bugs and hugs. I know is coming up, and that's an opportunity to reward someone. Talk about Stanley Cups and crocs if (laughs) you want. Yeah. Uh, What else you got coming up on your show? Well, Rhonda
2: Blackmore is going to join me first thing this morning. She's the Assistant Commissioner for the RCMP. We've seen a, a crazy amount of dynamic crime happening in rural Saskatchewan, these ATM thefts. Lifted another one, Nate. I know there's been four in the last month, and they're they're not like petty thefts. These are significant, number one, dollar values, but just the dynamic nature. They're yanking them out of businesses with chains. They're chomping off the side of businesses with big... But come on. That they must be easy to track. There's got to be trackers well, in those. That's that's part of what I want to ask Rhonda, because I've always remembered there's trackers. But the thing is, they're not taking the whole machine. They're just basically breaking it open as soon as they get it away from the scene, taking the money and, and taking off.
0: Yeah, So uh, I guess.
2: But even even that, you can put trackers within the money. There That happens all the time in, in cities and in convenience stores. So I, I'm
0: curious to know what Rhonda says about that. Okay. That's all to come on the Evan Brace Show. Thank you, buddy. It's all right. 7.27 now.